0: with a dead cell phone think about those adventurous activities you can do like me taking a ski trip up with the family maybe going on a camping expedition anything and everything learn more about the all-new hyundai santa fe at hyundaiusa.com call 562-314-4603 for complete details hey there it's gary parish it's wednesday march 11th 2020 welcome back to the cbs sports eye on college basketball podcast where we sometimes discuss camel fighting and leaky black. Matt Norlander is not here with me, but I was compelled to record another episode, even if I had to do it solo, uh, because a lot has changed since we recorded earlier Wednesday evening. At the time of that recording, the NBA was trying to figure out how it was going to move forward. And the NBA was basically, reportedly, picking between two things. A, continuing the season uh, without fans, or B, suspending the season for an undetermined amount of time. Now, Adrian Wojnarowski had reported that most franchises wanted to continue the season, just continue the season without fans in the building. So um, it appeared that's the direction that this was going. And that is what we discussed on the previous podcast. But then a wild thing happened in Oklahoma City. Jazz Thunder game about to start. Just before tip, it gets postponed because Utah's Rudy Gobert tested positive coronavirus and within minutes of that being reported literally minutes the NBA announced that it is it is suspending its season there will be no games Thursday there will be no games for the foreseeable future which again is at this point an undetermined amount of time and before we get into what that could mean for college basketball let me just focus on Rudy Gobert for a second I'm sure most of you have seen the video it's just a couple of days ago after the NBA put in all of these precautionary measures to try to prevent this virus from spreading, um, one of the measures was if you were going to be interviewed as an NBA player, the reporters weren't going to be able to to be right on top of you. They were going to have to stand at least six feet away. And so people put mics on the table in front of Rudy Gobert, and from a distance you ask your questions, he answers them. And then it's all captured on, on video. Before he leaves the media room that he was in, he makes a point to touch every microphone, like almost mocking the idea that this is happening and, and he's having to, to deal with it in this way. And then of course, not long later, um, he is diagnosed with coronavirus and the entire NBA is shut down. Just a wild, wild story and a reminder probably that this is not to be mocked. It is to be taken seriously. Um, the reason people are telling you to wash your hands constantly is because you need to be washing your hands constantly. The reason people are telling you to, um, you know, pay attention to your surroundings is because uh, you need to pay attention to your surroundings. This is, according to the World Health Organization, a pandemic that is spreading rapidly. The Rudy Gobert story is just one story, but it is, uh, perhaps the highest profile story right now. It, it literally led, um, or at least contributed to the entire mba being suspended and by the way since we recorded again just a few hours ago um like tom hanks and his wife have both been confirmed cases of coronavirus so i uh, i think probably 40 or 50 times in the previous podcast um norlander or i noted that this is changing minute to minute hour to hour um the fact that i'm back here just a couple hours later and so much has happened um is evidence that that is that that's true uh, anyway Back to college basketball because this is a college basketball uh, podcast. And first things first, basically every conference has announced by now that it will play games, or at least it plans to play games Thursday in fan-free arenas, which is what I predicted on the previous podcast. I said uh, I believe that Wednesday would be the last time we watch basketball with fans in the arena for a while because at the time uh, the Big East had not gone there yet. Um, I don't believe the Atlantic 10 had gone there yet. Uh, at this point, basically everybody is on board uh, starting tomorrow. Uh, if the games are played, they will not be played with fans in a, in the arena. Uh, so that prediction that I made seems like it's going to be true. But now, and by now, what I mean is, you know, it's 1048 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday night. Uh, now the, the question becomes, I think, uh, not are we going to play uh, basketball with any fans in arenas going forward. Uh, we know that we're not. The real question now is, are we going to play basketball again after Wednesday night? You know, will these conference tournaments conclude? Will the NCAA tournament really happen? Because one of the points I did make on the previous podcast was that the big headlines this afternoon were NCAA tournament To take place with no fans in attendance. That's what you read everywhere. That's what everybody was talking about. And the point I made is that, um, that's the plan, you know, that, that's the best case scenario at this point that we play the NCAA tournament with no fans in any arenas. But as we're learning again on a minute by minute basis, these plans are changing and it was still possible because it's a long time between now and when that NCAA tournament is scheduled to start next Tuesday. Uh, one of the points I made is you know, it is still on the table that we could end up in a situation where the NCAA tournament simply doesn't happen. The plan, as of this afternoon, was to play it without fans. But are we really going to play it? Uh, it it's always seemed in jeopardy, at least for the past, I don't know, 48 hours or so. Um, it seems in even more jeopardy now than it did just two hours ago. And the reason is because of what just happened in the NBA. Again, Rudy Gobert, one player on 30 teams, one player tested positive, and that shut everything down. The NBA recognized, I think wisely, that if we have this player who has confirmed a confirmed positive test, coronavirus, then that means he has been in contact with all of his teammates. Uh, according to the way doctors are handling this now, everybody else on that team should be quarantined now. Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, you name them. I talked about this on the podcast earlier because um, we had talked about it on <laughs> – this is the third podcast of Wednesday, technically – on the one we recorded just after midnight. you know, I've had a cough for uh, about a week. And when you are reading about what's happening in this world and in in, in our country, um, what is a probably a common cough that I get every year around this time because I'm traveling and not sleeping and working 20 hours a day, it's at least in the back of your head that maybe it could be something more. So I literally spent 45 minutes on the phone with my primary care physician earlier today telling him exactly where I've been what's been going on, how I feel, and he essentially concluded that because I've had no known direct contact with any confirmed case, and I don't have any of the symptoms other than a cough. I'm not running a fever. I'm not fatigued. I don't have a runny nose. All the other symptoms that are coronavirus, I don't have any of them, and one of the points he said he's been trying to make to, to other patients is that just because coronavirus is a thing now doesn't mean your common cold has disappeared. Like, you could still just have a common cold. And he has concluded that that's all I have is the same common cold that I get uh, every year. And rather than self-quarantine, he told me I should self-monitor, just be aware um, if I change that, you know, perhaps we should address that. But right now, um, given that there's no known contact, direct contact that I've had with a confirmed case, um, self-quarantining, he thought, would be an, an overreaction. and but, but as we continued the conversation, one of the things he said to me is that if I would have told him I was in contact with somebody who is now a confirmed coronavirus case, because there were confirmed cases, um, you know, there's confirmed cases in New York City, And if I were to tell him I am a confirmed – I was in contact with that person, they would, even without testing me, quarantine me for 14 days. That would be the recommendation. And so the point I tried to make on the previous podcast is if that happens in a basketball game to a basketball player, what does it lead to? And then remarkably, within an hour or so of that podcast being recorded, we got it. We got exactly what I was talking about. Rudy Gobert, test positive. By definition, now, everybody he's been in contact with should be quarantined. And so what the NBA concluded is that, well, now the Utah Jazz can't play basketball games. And honestly, anybody who played against the Jazz in recent days or any of the officials that work Jazz games in recent days probably need to be quarantined as well. And so how do you have a league if this is your reality? And so I feel like they had no choice but to do what they did, which is suspend the league for an undetermined amount of time. Now, let's take this back to college basketball. We got conference tournaments underway. NCAA tournament's set to start next Tuesday. And the example i would given on the previous podcast is if you just take, uh, say, a possible Duke-Little Rock matchup in the round of 64. They play the game. Duke wins it. Advances to the round of 32. Duke wins again. Duke's in the Sweet 16. So now we're the Monday, just before the Sweet 16 is supposed to get started, and Little Rock's leading scorer, who played 34 minutes against Duke, tests positive and is a confirmed coronavirus case. That means every Duke player that came into contact with him should, if we're handling this the way doctors are handling this, should be quarantined. Self-quarantined for 14 days. Okay, Duke's head coach Probably heard of him. Mike Shushetsky, seventy-three years old. The elderly are the most susceptible to this; the highest risk. He needs to be quarantined. Suddenly, Duke's basketball team needs to be quarantined. And by the way, uh, whoever Duke played in the second round, that team's got to be quarantined. Now they're eliminated from the tournament, so it doesn't affect the tournament. But now we've got a Sweet Sixteen uh, uh, participant that probably is is quarantined. How do you how do you deal with that? Now it, it is a hypothetical and. Earlier, I think I said it's unlikely, but I'm not even sure if it's unlikely. Like, the NBA is 30 teams. The NCAA tournament 68. It really only takes one player from one team to throw the entire thing into the exact same place that the NBA finds itself in right now. And so, again, I know the plan as of Wednesday afternoon was for the ncaa to play the ncaa tournament with zero fans in attendance and i give them credit for doing that by the way um they were not following the pack here the ncaa for one of the few times was the actual leader in doing what most medical officials believe is the right thing to do um you know, they, Major League Baseball hasn't announced it doing this yet. NHL hasn't announced it's doing this yet. The NBA subsequently uh, announced an even further measure, but at the time had not. There were NBA games happening on Wednesday night. So the NCAA was willing to sacrifice all of the money that it is undeniably sacrificing to remove fans from the arena for the first round, second round, Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four, National Championship game. Millions and millions and millions of dollars. I give them credit for being proactive. But now the obvious question is, did they go far enough? And how much will change between now and when the NCAA tournament actually starts on Tuesday with the first four? The plan still at this moment is to play it without fans. But are we going to play it at all? Because you can easily envision right in the middle of the tournament, whether it's a first-round game, right before a second-round game, Right before a Sweet 16 game, right before an Elite Eight game, like what are the odds that all of these players, 68 teams, that none of them still in the bracket test po- no player test positive for coronavirus? Seems unlikely. And once one player tests positive, the trickle effect, the domino effect is in play, and you find yourself, if you're the NCAA, in a similar position to the NBA. This player from this team tested positive. His team has to be quarantined. How can they play their next game? This team from this, this player from this team tested positive. He got eliminated, but the team that beat him has to be quarantined. How can they play their next game? It's a lot of what ifs, admittedly, but nothing is an outrageous what if right now. We are living in unprecedented times and I'm not in the predicting business. I wouldn't begin to try to guess exactly where we're going to be when I wake up on on Thursday morning. But quite clearly, on Wednesday night at roughly 11 p.m. Eastern, we're in a much different place than we thought we were going to be just four hours ago and in a way different place than we thought we were going to be 48 hours ago. So where are we going to be on Friday night, on Saturday night? on Sunday night, what is it going to look like on Tuesday? Are we really going to play this NCAA tournament? It's a totally reasonable question to ask at this point. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Terry MF and Teagle. He's a legend. Shouts to Larnell. And please go subscribe to the Iron College Basketball Podcast via Apple Podcast, Rate it favorably. Five stars. Nice comments. That's all I've ever asked from you. And uh, understand, um, we are dealing with developments in real time as best as possible. So on a normal podcast schedule, we will talk to you again, Norlander and I both, on Friday morning. But there is nothing normal about what's happening right now, so we could be back on Thursday. If you're subscribed, and you should be, uh, the newest episode will pop right into your phone just as soon as it publishes. So please go do that, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Till then, take care. On May 23rd. I wanna go back to normal. What's normal? The Paramount Plus original series, Evil, returns. We've already hunted werewolves. Demons. And now what? A baby antichrist? Okey <laughs> <laughs> dokey. Prepare yourself. You will not beat us. For the end. I have vision somehow. Make it stop, make it shut up. <sighs> You're not gonna survive this. Evil, the final season. Streaming May 23rd, only on Paramount Plus.